Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Now today I have got a keynote speaker for you and he is going to be talking of all things finance. So I've got Andrew Southwood of Coldbone Finance and Andrew is able to provide finance unsecured borrowing for small business owners and that's going to interest an awful lot of you listening into this. A vast array. I'm not going to try and steal Andrew's thunder, but a vast array of things that can, you can provide finance for you um, in terms of it could be rent to service accommodation. It could be, uh, you know, funding your rent to service accommodations, funding your furniture. It could even be funding for a lease purchase option. So uh, an awful lot of things that should definitely be getting your attention. And Andrew is highly recommended by people like me and other property entrepreneurs. So this is going to be a fantastic session. Make sure you take plenty of notes. Andrew, over to you. Kevin, thank you very much for having me on uh, this presentation. So uh, here's the core concept I work with. We all know that as small businesses, we simply don't have enough money to do all the things we want to do. And in many cases, we don't even have enough money to really thrive as small businesses. So my job is to help you stretch your cash, however much that is or isn't, as far as it's humanly possible to go and definitely further than just the money that you have available. And I can do that by helping you with the right type of business finance. And I'll go into all of the details of what that looks like in a minute. But the idea being you can grow your business faster and stronger so that you can thrive. For all of us, cash in our businesses is absolute king. Cash flow is what makes our businesses work. It is the lifeblood. And I can help you expand your cash flow so that you can get further. The whole concept I work with is it's just really hard to work harder and harder and harder. And if you're running serviced accommodation businesses and you're the operator, I have a, a, some empathy with you about just how hard you have to work sometimes. I'm going to help you work smarter. So a little bit about me. My name's Andrew Southwood. Uh, I have been in uh, a career of money and finance since I was 19. I'm 56 now and I've done virtually nothing else. I'm a property investor like many of you. Uh, my wife and I have um, bought rubbish houses on good streets for the last 25 years and either knocked them down or rebuilt them, lived in them for four or five years, flipped them on and gone and done it um, uh, again. And that and the rest of my property portfolio um, has actually created a lot of the wealth that I have today. So I definitely certainly recommend it. Um, I do a little bit of service accommodation myself. Uh, but primarily, I am a property investor, not a landlord. So I have all my properties managed by somebody else. Career-wise, I have been a banker or a lender all my life. 
Uh, I've always lent money to small businesses, and most of the time I have been financing what would be described as critical business assets or something similar. Um, I'm actually legally structured as a fully FCA authorized and uh, regulated finance broker or commercial credit broker, um, but I run my own small business in that. The difference with me and my unique selling points are I contract my services into small business lenders, which basically means I work for lenders. So very unusually on a presentation or a podcast like this, you have access to a lender, not a broker. Um, and that enables me, number one, I'm allowed to stand here and talk to you about money because I'm FCA regula regulated. Number two, I actually come to these types of all these meetings with a checkbook in my back pocket wanting to lend you money, okay? Because that's my job. My job is to lend people money and to get them to repay it. Um, and a quick aside, there will probably be a few people who will be listening to what I've just said and said, oh, but you probably won't want to lend to me. Um, let me be the judge of that. Let me make that decision. Don't write yourself off before we've even started, because most people can do that. Let's talk and we can find out whether we can help you. Even if you have poor credit or you're just starting out in business, chances are I can probably help you. The other reason my other USP here is because I work for lenders, the finance I can provide you is cheaper than what you would be able to get the same finance if you went to a different finance broker. Why? Because there's no broking commission involved. The lender pays me some money to do my job. Uh, you're not having to put another person in the way between the lender and you. So there are some really good USPs as to why you should listen to what I've got to say. I've been doing this for a long time. I've run a small business for many, many years. I understand how finance works in business. And my job is to try to make small business finance easy to understand and simple. And that's what I try to do with all of the things that I do. Um, I always find that it's worth talking about what we believe about money at the start of any of these types of presentations, because I do a huge amount of networking. I talk to a huge number of property investors very regularly. And I find that lots of them and me myself have a really poor relationship with money. You may say, well, that's a bit weird. That sounds odd, a little bit odd. OK, but if I said to you, what do you believe about money? It's a really interesting question because most of us can can give a view. If I said to you, what do you believe about God? What do you believe about Father Christmas? You probably have an idea. But when I say, what do you believe about money? Actually, most of us don't really have an idea because we've never really thought about it. But actually, it has a huge impact in running businesses. So I have had uh, I've had eight Zooms in the last 24 hours and three of those Zooms. The person I was talking to got completely stuck in their head by the word expensive when you refer to money. And they were walking away from deals because they had heard the word expensive and it had done something in their minds irrespective of actually sitting down and working out whether they could afford it. They had just simply said, no, it's expensive. I'm walking away from it. Well, that's all about what we believe. Um, 
And it's really important that we ask ourselves some questions about what we believe. So um, I am sure many of you have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I found that a massively helpful book. Why? So I'm in my mid 50s. My dad was a pre-war baby. He grew up with a huge amount of austerity. And what he learned about money was that all debt is bad. Okay, ever tried building a property portfolio when you have that sitting on your shoulder all the time? It's not a very easy one to do. I had to get over that. Now, my dad never, never verbally told me all debt is bad, but I imbibed that value from him. And because it was from family, boy, does that sit deeply. So really important that we ask ourselves questions about what do we actually believe? Same, uh, John Paul Getty was supposed to have said, if something appreciates, you want to own it. If it depreciates, if it depreciates, you don't want to own it. You just want to rent it. Um, again, many of us have views of, no, 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 I'm never renting anything. I just want to own stuff. Who we are as people actually has a lot of impact in what we believe about money. Sometimes when I manage to get into deep conversations with people I'm talking to who are property investors, I'll ask them the question, are you worth it? Now, we're talking about money, but when I say that, people can come up with an answer straight away. And actually, what we think about money has a huge impact on who we are and, and how we do. Lots of things to think about around our relationship with money. So I have written a short ebook, uh, which you are very welcome to download for free from my website, which is culbonefinance.co.uk. C-U-L-B-O-N-E finance.co.uk. And it will simply challenge you to think about what you believe about money. And I hope it really helps you to get over some of the hurdles that many of us have. When we're thinking about our property businesses, we've got to be really careful, just like any other business, we're selling something. I'm sure you will know that. When we do property training, we often concentrate on bricks and mortar, on the actual property itself, but that's often not what our customers buy from us. Our customers buy from us a room or a house which looks in a certain way. It's that classic Phil and Kirsty. nobody, when, when they're showing people round properties on location, location, um, none of them ever say fantastic bricks and mortar, it's setting me alight. It's all I feel, I think, it's all emotional response. Let's say um, you are producing some really great holiday lets or service accommodation rooms. Lots of us think that the bricks and mortar are what sell our properties. It's the internals that sell our properties. People make decisions based on photographs of your properties. And you want to make sure those properties look as good as they can. So just like anybody else running business, we are running service businesses. We are here to provide a service to our customers. Why am I talking about this? Well, this is one of the areas that I can help you from a finance point of view. So let's take landlord furniture as an example. We can create very average rooms because we can put secondhand furniture in, we can put pine furniture in, we can do magnolia walls. Um, if you happen to do HMOs, that's the classic old way of doing HMOs. I hope none of you are doing that in service accommodation. But we can do that and it looks okay, but actually all we're doing is sitting in the middle of everybody else doing the same thing. Now, 
I can't prove this to you statistically, but I've been financing furniture for landlords for the last five years. And one thing I know anecdotally is the better the room looks, and you do that with furniture and soft furnishings, the better tenants you get or the better customers you get, the more they pay and the longer they stay. Now, we also know that if you want to buy landlord furniture, it's worth virtually nothing after somebody's slept on that bed for the first time. It's got no resale value. So you need it and you need your properties to look really good. But that is a really poor investment decision. So I can help you by taking the money that you would have normally used for buying land or furniture and fittings and your fit out and your soft furnishings and your cutlery and your crockery, all of it. And instead of you putting your money in and effectively sinking your own cash into that, I can do that for you, which leaves your cash to go and take on more properties, to go and buy more properties and enable you to take the risks you want to take with your risk capital. And I'll take on financing this sort of asset for you. So you need them. Let me use, sorry, you use my money instead of using your money. Okay. <clears throat> you will undoubtedly get better tenants, better customers, longer stayers, more customers, return customers, if you can get your properties to really stand out. Now, I hope I'm preaching to the converted here, but this is one of the ways that I can help you do this. Now, a leasing product, which is what's going on here, is simply you decide what furniture you want for your property. I'll buy it for you and I'll rent it to you. And it's nothing more complicated than that. Leasing is a very, very straightforward financial services product. You get exclusive use of the equipment you need. And basically, you're paying me back for that equipment over a period of time. But we structure it as a rental agreement to make it very tax efficient for you. And I'll go into the details of that. There are a number of benefits you get when you are leasing furniture. Number one, you can get the stuff immediately. You don't have to save up. You're not using your working capital. I can finance everything you want. If you're buying your furniture from one of the national landlord furniture suppliers, everything you get from them, I can finance. So all your furniture, all your beds, all your white goods, all your kitchen packs, right down to cutlery and crockery, I can do all of it for you. I'll sort all the VAT on the invoice out for you so that you are not paying that invoice. Now, then, because you're making a payments to me monthly rather than putting your hand in your pocket and paying for it all up front, that effectively means you can upspec what you want to buy, make your rooms, make your properties look much nicer and get more equipment. You're paying me back on a fixed basis. So fixed monthly payments, really easy to budget, easy to replacement replace stuff at the end of the contract not a problem at all and effectively the customers that are coming and staying in your properties are paying for the equipment and the furniture that they are using and instead of having a cost out of your pocket to buy all of this stuff you've now matched an income from your customers with an expense the rental payment for me every month and because we've structured these as rental payments and we've structured this lease as a particular type of lease called an operating lease. It means that all of the rental payments you make to me become tax deductible business expenses, 
Why is that important? Because it reduces your corporation tax and effectively has the impact of reducing the cost of the finance that you're paying me back because of the corporation tax saving. Now, if you compare that to the other way of buying furniture, which is buying it for cash, according to HMRC regulations, if you're buying new furniture to put in a property, HMRC won't allow you to depreciate the value of that furniture for tax purposes. So you pay for something, you get no benefit, no taxable benefit for it at all. So it's really the, running the uh, leasing arrangement this way actually provides you with a lot of taxable benefits. Really worth doing. When we're talking about terms for this type of stuff, all land or furniture is financed over three years. It's all 100% financed. So we're, I will settle all the bill from your supplier. And there are only two payments you should ever need to make. Uh, the first is you'll need to pay the lender a document fee. You should never need to pay the broker any money whatsoever. Please don't. If they ask you for it, you're using the wrong people. You should not need to pay a broker any money whatsoever. You pay the lender a document fee after they've approved you for finance, and then you pay your monthly rentals. And that should be all you need to pay because the broker will get paid by the lender that you don't need to pay them. At the end of a contract, so after this three-year uh, period, you have the option to buy those goods back from the lender. So the lender owns them because they bought them up front. You've effectively paid off the finance arrangement over three years, and then you have the option to buy those goods back from the lender so that you own them at the end of three years. There's a cost of doing that paperwork. All the lenders I work for charge an additional month's rental to do that. <clears throat> Just as an aside, if you've done this before and you're using brokers, please, please, please only use brokers who are FCA authorized and regulated. Why? Two reasons. The first one is, if they're not, you have no protection. So if I, if you came to me and asked me for furniture finance and I gave it to you and I did a really bad job and I didn't treat you fairly and um, it was a really poor contract that you get stuck in, you can complain to the FCA about me. And ultimately, under my regulation, the FCA have the sanction to shut me down. If you work with a broker that isn't FCA regulated, you've got no such comeback whatsoever. The other thing, the other side of it is, if, if you are a non-regulated broker, you have a very, very limited number of lenders that will work with non-regulated brokers. So all the lenders I work for won't work with non-regulated lenders. So you don't have the breadth of market and therefore you may not be getting the best deals that are out there. So always work with an FCA regulated lender. Um, just as I give you an example, um, the service accommodation I do is all in Oxford. Um, I aim my properties very specifically at the contractor market and that makes up 90% of my customer type. I want to give them the best that I can, make those properties look the best that I can. So um, I use this product myself. I use landlord furniture suppliers and I use leasing for my own properties. And just to give you an example, um, two bedroom apartment cost me about three and a half grand's worth of furniture. And that's everything. The furniture supplier brought me all the soft furnishings, all the lights, all the crockery, the cutlery, the white goods. Um, all the way down to knives and forks. And I got the whole thing financed. It cost me about 130 quid a month. And I am grossing about two grand a month off those properties, even at the moment. 
uh, in COVID just with key workers going in there. So 130 odd quid a month is an easy pay for me um, to provide accommodation that my customers like. I get a lot of repeat business from contractors because I'm not just doing white walls and, and basic furniture. I've actually put some thought into what I'm trying to do. I want to give my customers the best that I can. One of the things I try to do really, really hard is to make finance simple. Simple to understand, simple to access. So when you come to me and ask me if I can get you finance, number one, I'm not going to use jargon at you. I will explain what is available to you in the simplest terms. Number two, my approval processes are really, really simple and straightforward. <clears throat> I'm actually doing a remortgage on a property at the moment and I'm pulling my hair out and I'm a lender and I'm pulling my hair out. The number of questions that the mortgage lenders are asking down to my inside leg measurement. My process is really simple. I want to know a property portfolio, <clears throat> owned or controlled. I need some business bank statements. And if your business has been going long enough, some um, accounts, I need to do a credit check on you. And realistically, other than a telephone call, that's it. I can have this done. I can have this stuff done. Start to finish money in your hand inside two weeks. I've been doing this for a long time. And <clears throat> one of the things that I really enjoy doing, and one of the benefits of being a lender rather than a broker, is I have dedicated money aimed at me. So the lenders I work for have set aside and given me chunks of money specifically for things like furniture finance. Why, did, why is that important? Well, when you consider a leasing company or a small, small business lender, they have a hierarchy of the assets they like to finance. And the ones they like to finance the most are the ones that hold their value the most. The ones they like to finance the least are the ones that lose their value fastest. Now, we all know that landlord furniture is worth nothing after it's been used. You can't even resell it on the Facebook groups or very rarely. And so it sits right at the bottom of what lenders want to lend against. And so if a lender does a little bit of furniture finance and they have problems elsewhere, it's the first thing that falls off the edge. With me, I have dedicated money available to do this sort of stuff. So furniture finance is a great way of accessing unsecured business finance. It's really simple. There's no, all the stuff I'm talking to you about here has no property security in it whatsoever. Now that lease arrangement that I've just explained to you, I can also provide for a second type of finance and that is refurb finance. Slightly difficult to get your head around because furniture is fairly easy to get your head around. It's movable, you can see it coming in. I can also provide you with refurb loans and refurb leases on kitchens, bathrooms, refurb costs, fire alarm systems, right down to plaster and paint. That, that product looks very similar to the Landor Furniture Finance. It's very slightly more expensive because you've got stuff fixed in the house that a lender can't come and, and repossess if you don't pay. But it's available. It works best in smaller amounts. So sort of up to maybe 20,000 or something like that. Beyond that, the cost is starting to get a little bit prohibitive. Again, this is an unsecured product. So effectively, we would buy the goods from your builder and we would rent them back to your, to your business. Financed over three years again, 
but we can finance up to 100% of the costs that we agree to finance. And again, tax deductibility, uh, because you're paying rentals to us. And particularly when you're in a position where you get to the, I'm sure nobody has ever done this here, you get to the end of a refurb and you've run out of money and you haven't quite finished because you overspec somewhere or you under budgeted somewhere. And you get to that place where you you're you have to be able to finish the project to get the income stream generating and you've run out of money and you can't go back to your investor because you said you wouldn't and you can't go to the bank because they've lent you all you're going to this can get you over that last little hump to get get you where you need to go so it works really well for light refurbs i also have a really interesting product that to me is one of the most powerful ones that i have available uh, I'm not sure that anybody else has come up with this one yet. Um, I have a dedicated lender. I have created this product by taking a concept to a lender and saying, you need to let me twist your money into a shape that works for rent-to-rent -rent operators or lease option operators. Specifically aimed at the rent-to-rent -rent and PLO market, uh, I can work with both new and experienced operators. And the basic concept is we will provide you and pre-approve you for a line of credit over a period of time that can get up to a maximum of about 50,000, depending on your credit. And it's there that every time you take on a new property over a six month period from when we've approved you, we will lend you 100% of the setup costs of new rent-to-rent -rent and lease option properties. So really powerful in terms of the fact that you might have done your first property, you might have injected a bit of money into your business, we can help you stretch that massively by providing you with this type of a line of credit. The great thing that I have the ability to do is stretch repayments, and that makes this structure affordable. You might have guessed from what I talked about earlier, when we're talking about unsecured business finance, we're not talking about, I'm gonna use the word, cheap versus expensive. Okay, this is unsecured money and therefore it's not as cheap as mortgage money is for obvious reasons. But because the lenders let me twist and turn their money, I can stretch that repayment profile for you so that I can guarantee that if you do borrow money from us, it becomes affordable. And that's a really interesting one because there will be people here already who will have been thinking, okay, Andrew, what are your interest rates? And may I respectfully suggest you've just asked me the wrong question. The question to ask is, is this affordable? And the answer to that question is yes, because of the other things I can do with it. I can't, I can't change what these lenders want to charge because they have to make a return on their money. And the risk of lending to micro and small businesses is high. 50% of all small businesses fail in the first year. 50% of what's left fail in the second year. And after five years, only 10% of those original businesses are still running. It's a high risk business for lenders, but there are lenders out there willing to take those risks. And I work for a number of them. So you can see from this type of arrangement where I can provide you with a line of credit, where it covers all of the upfront costs of taking on rent to rents or lease option properties. You have a situation where you put no cash in to get that property, but you are still making positive cash flow out every month, obviously, depending on your income stream. <clears throat> this stuff does not require mortgage security. I just need to say that again and again and again. This is unsecured business finance. It's really powerful. Why? 
because this type of operation, when you're running rent to rental or lease options, enables you to scale a business really fast. Because instead of having enough money for you to take on one or two properties, I can help you maybe get to six or 10 properties, depending on how much it costs you to set up. That enables you not just to have a lot more properties and you've got more cash flow coming in even after you've paid me back. You haven't added capital into that and it, it becomes virtuous for your business. So if you're taking rent to rent deals from sources, let's say, you're going to have sources giving you more properties and better properties because you're taking properties from them. They can see you as a regular customer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So really powerful as an additional finance source that can stretch your cash further. So there you go. That's the third type of finance that I can provide for you. So we've got landlord furniture finance. We've got refurb finance. We've got rent to rent and PLO finance. And then there are for property owning businesses, I also have some funding available, which we describe in our industry as general working capital purposes. Basically, it means you need a little bit of money to get tied you over something. I can lend you, you know, up to about 10,000 or so very easily with a three year repayment profile. And all you've given me is a personal guarantee or director's guarantee as security. Again, no property security. So it just gives you a flavor that when you are considering how you finance your business, don't just think about mortgages. Um, I was listening to somebody yesterday and they were telling me that um, they had to remortgage their property to release capital. And I was saying to them, well, you don't necessarily have to do that. If you've got a business running, you can borrow money in your business secured against a second mortgage on your property. And they had never heard of that before. So there are loads of different ways you can do this. But hopefully what I've done in a very short space of time is just given you a flavor that there is more money out there than you might think. So it's not just mortgages. It's not just private investors. All of this money comes from commercial lenders. Commercial lenders only make money when they're lending you money. So they don't want to get involved in running your business and telling you what color soft furnishings and all of that sort of stuff you might, might require. They want to lend you money. They want you to pay it back. They want you to lend you more money. It, it's, it's relatively straightforward. My approval processes, as I said before, are really simple and really straightforward. Um, and I would love you to make contact with me. And I'm very happy to give anybody uh, a free 30 minute call to discuss the finance needs that you have. And if I can't help you, I can probably put you in contact with somebody who can. So if you would like to make contact with me, um, then my email is andrew at culbonefinance.co.uk. C-U-L-B-O-N-E, finance.co.uk. Colbonefinance.co.uk is my website. And uh, you can give me a call if you want to, 0777-267-121. Please talk to me. I would love to be able to work with you and help you stretch your cash further so that you can grow your property business more and fulfill the dreams that you've got. Thank you very much for your time. I am happy taking any questions? Okay, fantastic, Andrew. What I'll just do is I'll just cover two questions um, 
before we wrap up the podcast. Um, so purchase lease option, just for the benefit of people listening, whereby you are securing the, the purchase price of a property and essentially leasing that property off uh, the property owner and you can exercise your right to buy the property at the previously agreed price at a later date. So uh, obviously you're providing funding solutions for that. But also I just want to um, clarify just to, to um, so that uh, people are clear, you are able to finance rent to rent HMOs but also rent to serviced accommodation property. So both types of, of model. Um, just uh, one confirmation on that. Yeah, that is correct. Fantastic. Okay, so hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Everybody, please reach out to Andrew um, in order to get more information and to get a free consultation. And so here's to your success in service accommodation. And remember, your future needs you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.